Now we're recording. Hey, welcome everybody to the Foul Line with Chaos and Company. I have a bunch of Itelli crew here, which is pretty cool. We have Mickey Stone here from the East, our Nordic coordinator. He's waving. I've got Keith Rodney, one of our national team members, also on our Eastern Telemark staff, and also one of our children's examiners here in the East Coast on the AIDS team. And then I have Jim Shaw, who's just out of the picture. He's hiding over here, but that's okay. Come <laughs> on over here, Jim. This is our first remote. There we go. Now we got Jim Shaw. So we got Jim just about in there. We kind of got we kind of got his chest, but uh, Jim is one of our national team members from Rocky Mountain. He's also not just a tele examiner out in Rocky Mountain. He's also an Alpine examiner out in their region out there. And we're just going to chat for a little bit and um, let you guys have a little podcast, a little tele action for a change. And uh, Mickey, we had our first day of training today, which is always a fun one. It's it's one of those days that you bring the team in, do a lot of team yep. building. I don't mm-hmm. see a lot of the other. Um, disciplines doing that and it's really cool I've been trying to do that the dev team can you tell us a little bit about just that thought process of today yeah. in training well you know any telemark skier I've seen or somebody that likes the outdoors loves to go, to go and just throw down you know every time we get together for training it's always organized and topical and everything um, and this group of people only gets together maybe once a year really and what a talent because we strive go all the way from Maine all the way over to Holiday Valley and Hollymont, and then we go all the way down south to Timberline, West Virginia, and then pretty much in between. So a lot of diverse people <clears throat> and skiing diverse snow and, you know, what's open and what kind of conditions you have. So everybody likes to just come and warm up. And, I, you know, just like the learning connection model, not to bring too much PSIA stuff <laughs> into this, but uh, we're very student-centered and we want to do what people want to do. And uh, right now the team likes to do that first. Plus, if you do it really well and you have a good time at night, tomorrow when you come in, they're pretty apt to maybe hang out and listen to a little bit and engage. You yeah. know? And if you don't do that, well, it could be a crapshoot for the next couple of yeah, days. It was, it was fun. And Jim's been out here for a ton of our trainings now for two yeah. terms on the team. He's been out here almost every year except for when COVID hit. Um, I have. And it's... Uh... I mean, it's been a pleasure every time. Yeah. I've enjoyed it tremendously, and I'm, I appreciate the hospitality and, uh, you know, the welcoming environment. And it's a strong group of skiers and really fun to come and hang out with and share ideas and so on and see what's going on in other parts of uh, PSA. Well, and, Rodney, you've been busy, man. You've been all over <laughs> traveling, and we've seen you coin on the, on Facebook, traveling yep. here and there. Yep. So you've been doing a bunch of days already, and uh, it was good to have you out there ripping there. We had fun in uh, Loveland, too, with the four of us mm-hmm. out there. That was, that was a good time. Yeah, Loveland so. was a great time. Um, yeah, so how I many like we have out there, Jim? It was about 30. Yeah, 30, uh-huh. and how many do we have today? We had a class, 17, I think. I think yeah. It was 17. 17. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 17 so or 18. I'll have a few more tomorrow. So, yeah. you know, everybody out west doesn't want to travel east to come to this, but yeah. we're glad to have yeah, Jim come. Jim comes <laughs> all the time, and you've been here all the time. Yeah, yeah. I want more to come. Uh, you know, in, in the Rocky training that takes place in, in uh, Loveland in the beginning November. of the season. Yeah. Yeah, well, we get we have more more regions are represented, but this this region brings in the most people from one yeah. single region. I we mean, had a good crew. Out of that 17, I was the only person that's not from this region. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, right. a big, it's a big group. Right. Yeah. But we all like to get on snow early, so thanks yeah. so much. We appreciate yeah. that. It was awesome. It's good it's to get on helpful. snow. Yeah. So, Mickey, can you just let folks know out there your role here in the East? You've, you've been a, you work both on the Alpine side and the Nordic, but you're the Nordic coordinator is your title. Just yeah. so kind of people know what that you've been that role for quite a couple decades now. I go back to Ray Allard, I think yeah. 34, 35 years, something like that. Yeah. So I've been through all the CEOs and um, 
director of education programs, and uh, we've run a good ship. Uh, Jim Shaw and I have run in each other's life uh, for the last three decades, I think, back when I was on the team, way back when, in the 90s. Um, so, you know, it's been a it's been a good ride. You know, the diversity, the the work, and the wealth and stuff like that is in Alpine and the kids' instruction. You know, out west here, it's a little bit more personalized, and they can powder ski and get bumps and that sort of thing. In the east, our bread and butter is getting young people started skiing and cutting people up to a certain level so they can go do things. And, and <clears throat> you know, Telly and Nordic were always a good portion to help that out, but we couldn't sell it enough. But if you had kids on Nordic skis in the beginning for just a little while, and then you transfer them to Alpine, that's how all the European nations pretend much do it, led development. But because of who we are in capitalism and resorts and everything, you know, they want to get the product and get it going and get the kids into that sort of thing. So it's been good to be able to bounce in and out because Telemark and Nordic kind of balanced the playing field from the resort industry uh, to the industry that just did it for a living. So you're kind of like in living in both worlds, yeah. you know, so you can dive in the world when you need to make money and do the right thing for resorts and things like that. And then you can do your own thing in the woods and the trees and go for an exploration and an adventure and then have a party and then all celebrate together, kind of like they did back in the days in the Scandinavia and things yeah. like that. So I think both of those things are rewarding, and I think our group is probably one of the luckiest because we go historically way back when, 4,000 years ago, you know, when the yeah. first skis were made, and we're right here with contemporary people like Keith uh, uh, coaching the USTSA team yeah. uh, for US Telemark, who are the cutting-edge yeah. racers in the world. Uh, just nice to be around that. Yeah, yeah, because there's, there's some race stuff you do there, Rodney. So give folks a little bit. I mean, we know you do the children's stuff, and do a, you've done the ACE team for quite a while as a children's examiner here in East. Yep. But also going through the Alpine on the Alpine examiner staff now. And then tell us a little bit about the race stuff, because you've been doing that a while. So uh, back in about 2011, I uh, got a chance to go join the uh, uh, World Cup uh <clears throat> What the heck is it? Uh, over at Gunstock, we had the U.S. Yeah. Championships, US champions. and the uh, <clears throat> the U.S. Turn this down. Turn this down just, just a little, a little bit. bit. You're on. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. And uh, at the U.S. Championships, I found myself uh, being quite successful. <laughs> and uh, a mentor of mine told me that if you win everything in the citizens class. <laughs> that no more sandbagging. You had to move on. Yeah. And. Um, so I, I kind of dove headlong into that side, and one thing led to another. And uh, uh, back in 2013, I think it was, I joined the coaching staff, if you will, and started assisting coaching with the World Cup team and the lower tiers, and more of kind of an Eastern uh, representative, if you will. And then kind of one thing led to another. He retired and. I wasn't done learning, but uh, you know, Ty Upton was the coach. Yeah, and I was learning a lot from him. He and tied I, a lot of us in, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, and I want to throw his name out there because it's definitely one of the important uh, people in the industry. Mm -hmm. And he uh, uh, helped kind of encourage me to keep pushing that side. And you know, now I'm uh, I've been eight eight years. I've now been the head coach for the U.S. ski team. That's awesome. The Telemark ski team, which is kind of, it's been a lot of fun. It's nice to um, see the three of them on the Facebook page getting ready to go to all the races from the U.S. Yeah, they had them so, actually advertised. You know, it was really cool. 
I don't so, remember their names, but yeah. You know, so cool we have uh, we have three athletes now over in Europe running uh, the next two weekends, uh, running the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, Telemark with uh, um, I'm trying to think is Sam uh, Garber. Nope, I don't have the names off the top of my head, but that's okay. Um, definitely go to the U.S. Telemark uh, site and take a look. We've got some uh, postings mm-hmm. there. Uh, Facebook is one of our dominant ways to promote uh, Telemark for the team. Um, and it's just, it's been allowing me to watch and see some of the best Telemarkers on the planet. Yeah. Um, you know, getting to... Uh, we had a bunch of World Cup races, two weeks worth of World Cup races in the U.S., mm-hmm. and we had some of the top guys in the world show up, and it was just amazing watching them. But more importantly, watching the coaches. Yeah. You know, a lot of the a lot of the coaching staff is not just Telemark specific. Um, you know, a lot of them are coming from an Alpine background into the Telemark, and the difference being on the Alpine side. If you're on the World Cup stage, you're on the road all winter, never home. On the Telemark side, you're, you know, you've got uh, a week here away, three weeks you're home, a week here away, so you actually can have a family life. <laughs> and so there, uh, the circuit's a little small, it's quite a bit smaller. Uh, we're about 15 races 15, total, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 14 now because. Uh, I think Hughes got uh, canceled. I know I'm not saying that right, but uh, um, so their their race got canceled because of high winds, sixty plus miles an hour, and rain. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's cool stuff, man. Because I I saw I don't know, and I didn't know who she was affiliated with. It was a young lady that was um, over at um, at Ragged Mountain that was training. Yep, yeah. that is a lot of New uh, Hampshire kids. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, Sarah Godek. She yep. is right now one of our best female yeah, skiers. She is. Uh, she's not heading out. She's not over in Europe right now, but she's heading out. Oh God, the World Championships are the third weekend of March, yep. and so she'll be over in uh, uh, run World Cup. She's got uh, three or four races she's doing in a row then, and another session earlier in the year. But she's still kind of planning that out and. Uh, um, yeah, it's actually quite exciting. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. We were trying to we could see from the top, but they wouldn't let us get down on the trail to watch. And I was like, oh, I wanted to take the group down so you watch the yeah, glaciers yeah. running. Yeah, had a close up. I think the cool thing about the races and uh, Jim will love this too is yeah. that you know it's just not a gate race. Yeah, you know there's a jump in it, a zero percent jump. So, but you have to go X amount of feet, and then if you don't go X amount of feet, then you get penalized, and the lines are <laughs> yeah. all there. And, yeah. and of course, you know the next gate's either going to be somewhat of a delay or a hairpin, or you know it's going to be you got to check it all out you know yeah. so going over that's pretty wild and then after that you know it tightens up to a gs to get could get a little into a little slalom then it goes into a raplution okay. which is about 180 degrees maybe close. 240 so um, something like that what it Bank is curve yeah it looks like a it kind of <laughs> looks like a slightly tighter horseshoe yeah. yeah and what it's designed to do is as you go in one side you come out the other and cross your tracks um so you end up uh banking 180 to 200 degrees um, and if you time it right, you come flying, flying out of there <laughs> and then you go into a skate section. Yeah. So the classic, 
Um, I mean, you could have anywhere between one minute and two and a half minutes of about, skating. About one third of the race. Yeah. Think, you know. So uh, after well, you come out class, of that thing, you got to skate back uphill. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you go back down to finish. Yeah. So, you know, why this never made it into the Olympics, but everything else has, like yeah. uh, winter squash ball or something like that. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. Yeah. You know, a sport that's been around for 4,000 years old yeah. Yeah, can't yeah. get into the Olympics, <laughs> yeah. but it's the stem of everything that's there, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. I want to. I want to throw a little uh, a dig in there to help promote Tully. So in 2028, there's a, a new event called the FIS World Games. And Telemark will be at this event. So it's not quite the magnitude of the Olympics, but they're, they're trying to make it the kind of the offset. Mm-hmm. And so Telemark's one of the events. Uh, the coolest thing, women's ski jumping is going to be in it. So all the events that have not been able to get in are in. That's cool. And they're, and yeah. so it's yeah. So that's awesome. <laughs> and and Jim, you're pretty busy out west with Rocky. <laughs> and um I know it was pretty cool. It was a great event this this fall, the November where you have team training for your um your Rocky Mountain Ed staff. And you you invite all the Ed staffs from around the country for Tally to come and join in on that. And can you tell a little bit about how that started in your role in the in the world out there in Rocky? Well, I've been a uh, I've been the Tally chair for of the Ed staff for maybe I don't know ten plus years right now I think, <clears throat> and you know it's been obvious to me that you know Tally Tally had a, a had a, I don't know if it was a heyday but we had a time. <laughs> You know, we had a period. Yeah, we had a period. <laughs> we show up, we show up at our certification events, and there'd be sixty people yeah. showing up. Wow. You know, and right now we just run our level two and level three certification every other year, mm-hmm. but we run level one every year. And when we run two threes and and trainer exams, we I mean we usually have 20, 25 people show up, and yeah. it's a little bit smaller than it was back then, and we're doing it less frequently. And it was apparent to me that the way that we were going to you know, move forward with Telemark was to get more people involved, you know? And so inviting people from every region to come and us sharing ideas, I mean, it's, a, it's got a tremendous impact. Yeah. You know, there's uh, sometimes people think, there's there's a feeling sometimes that it's like, well, you know what, it, it dilutes things. And I go, no, it expands things, yeah. you know? And right now, uh, said. every region gets this great opportunity to share and find out what's going on in the east, but what's going on in NRM, what's going on in the west, what's going on in Intermountain, what's going on in the central. And and I think all of us right now, we have uh, not even just counterparts, but actually friends all over the United States, yeah. you know, who are involved in Telemark. And we get to share these ideas, you know, as well as get better in our jobs, you know, better uh, enhance our experiences and get better in our jobs. And I'm really thankful to uh, Rocky Mountain has been incredibly yeah, supportive Dana's of this. Been great. Dana has been fantastic. You yeah. know, and, and, uh, Former Easton yeah, from Holiday is, Valley. That's right. She's from, uh, <laughs> Ron Kibikia, president of yeah. PSIA East. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so it's great woman. It's, it's been a great opportunity to share ideas from across the country. And we've had a few. And I, I'm going to throw a little plug in there um, because there's uh, Stuart Chumbly up in NRM yeah. has been right. doing a, an examiner college at the end of the season. So we have two. Yeah. You know, multi-regional opportunities that you know that are offered. I'd like to say they're free of charge. Well, they're free of charge from the region, but that doesn't mean it's free to go. Right. Like you got yeah. to get there, there stay overnight, eat dinner, and all kinds yeah. of stuff like yeah. that. 
you know, so... They'll get you a ticket. Yeah, yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We'll get you a ticket, you know, and sometimes there's some support with combination yeah. things. But, but uh, to see the enthusiasm from the Telemark Ed staff from yeah. around the country, you know, who, who joins into this, regardless of the time and effort and all the things they have to put into it, it's been fantastic. Yeah. And I'm hoping... Yeah. Minute. We're going again. Uh, oh, yeah. Centrally my, located. My, yeah, yeah, I'm planning on going. Yeah. My, my goal is to have, I almost want to say this, I'll say it quietly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I want to throw up their hands and go, oh my God, I didn't think you were going to show up with 60 people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but how do we how do we grow the event yeah. and grow the enthusiasm? Because yeah. I have a, a wholehearted belief that people try telemarking. You know, and it's it's not as different as they think it is. It's not as weird as they think it is sometimes. And they, you know, our biggest market is our is our alpine skiers and our snowboarders who say, "Hey, I'd like to give this a try." They give it a try, and they go, "This is pretty cool." Yeah. You know, and they like it, and, and it gives them an opportunity. But if we, as we continue to bring people from around the country together, and it starts maybe with some ed staff, but we grow that, and as we do that, we grow the enthusiasm and the buzz and everything else. And, um, you know, there's been. I mean, we've experienced more changes in equipment in Telemark yep. over the last ten years than any any other discipline by far. Yep. I mean, the, going to step-in bindings with brakes and NTN systems and everything else. Back to three pins and dead cow. Oh my god. Oh man, yeah. And yeah. narrow, narrower than what we ski on a slalom ski. Yeah. Yes, like skiing on leather <laughs> leather tennis shoes on fifty underfoot skis. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's yeah. how I started it out. Yeah, that's my first. That's my first Baratelli skis were 50, yeah. 50 millimeters metal edges, and I mean something just a little yeah. bit more. Binding was wider than the ski. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're old, Jim. Jim, we're old. I know that. Unfortunately, I know that. <laughs> but but it's cool. But yeah, what we've gone through and that yeah. equipment is amazing. And, yeah. yeah, getting getting people to see how the sport has changed and. Yeah. You should see the skis when I was on the team in a powder run. Yeah. I'm down. <laughs> In the powder, you're like up to my knees or yeah. thighs, and then you guys skiing powder up top, skipping across the top. You know, it's a whole it's a whole different thing. So yeah. the more the more we share ideas and, and create opportunities for people and, and jack up the telly love and the telly buzz, yeah. you know, I mean that's what that's what I hope happens. Like yeah, and it's pretty cool because I I know the agenda for the whole staff knows the agenda for tomorrow, but I mean I have three of the crew today. I mean Mickey and 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 Keith are going to lead the groups tomorrow. We're going to switch back and forth between the two of you. And Jim's here to help help along with that process and a lot of the stuff that we chatted and did at Rocky Mountain Training we're yeah. bringing here. Yeah. Um yeah. how about a just a little chat like um tomorrow. What are some of your thoughts on tomorrow, Keith? Some of the highlights you think that will yeah. be Yeah, I'd like to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's on the team, but I'm, I'm still yeah. kind of the boss. You know, uh, I think. That's right. Yeah. Let's let's hear this. Um, what well, we doing the uh, MA? Or are we doing the uh, team uh, stuff? Tomorrow's LCM. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The uh, um, so the part I like about that stuff is getting people a little more connected with how the process goes, um, and the more they understand their learning connection model, I think it it becomes less scary. You know, because you know, you look at the system, and there, there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. And well said. You know, it's. But what's nice is, what good teaching is doesn't change. What we're really looking for from our membership doesn't change, but our process to be able to confirm their skill set, um, in my mind, I think has improved quite a bit. It's a lot more even keeled, yeah. which is really nice, and. You know, so I, I think tomorrow is going to be a lot about that and just getting us better, uh, giving us a better understanding uh, of the process so we can make it keep the fun 
but make the outcome more consistent. Yeah, yeah. And and you take a lot of stuff. You know, you don't just go Mickey and go, hey, this is what we're going to do for training. You, you kind of look out there and you no. thought a lot of what was going on at Rocky Mountain training. You talked yeah. to, to, I know you talked to Jim, you talked to Keith and some others, Karen and yeah. Jay, and, and just some of your, yeah. thought, no, no, your uh, thoughts. Jim and I have been connected before you guys were even on the team, so we've always been. Before I was that. born. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's quite that early. But, yeah. yeah. No, uh, you know, the the PSA has steering committees and everything yeah. like that, but I've used our whole team as a steering yeah. committee. You know? right. So they have a big open type of thing all the time. Now we condensed it a little bit to fit into the unification rules and make sure we're doing the same steps so the ELC yeah. sees that and we're all doing the right thing and all, all totally with that. But even though we use a steering committee, each one of them reaches on out to everybody else in the team yeah. to get ideas. But we're going through a huge process here, as we all know, and we hear all the podcasts on. <laughs> and I think, you know, people like Jim and I and Keith, who have been around such a long time and involved in not just kids, but Alpine, Telly, and Nordic, and everything, and written stuff, that we can help make this thing happen. And yep. it's a big thing, and everybody's talked about it. Do we want to do it? You know, it's tough, tough on us for sure. We don't want to hurt numbers. I think when it all shakes out, it'll be good. I think you can't make opinions about what they're doing in other fields till it trickles down to us. And then I think we'll all do the right thing because I know everybody from the regions is all on the same page. Yeah. So if we have to fit into, you know, the mold to do certain things, we can, but still probably keep our identity and the way we do things financially and everything else like that. So more importantly, that's what, our training's about yeah get everybody psyched about inner ski because these guys were at inner ski and in levee about the learning connection model and it blew up the world they loved it so why not come home and sell it you know i brought back up we've eaten salmon these guys are bringing back the learning connection model so they're going to reach more Okay. And, and they showed some good stuff, man. I was watching the videos. I was watching it live sometimes when you guys were skiing down because yeah. they had the webcam for, for going right up the demo slope. And it was cool. It was yeah. watching the team wait until you guys came down like last day. It was like waiting for like, how long did you wait up there? Were you in the cold waiting that? Because what was it? It was a good almost hour waiting until you guys got was, to come. It was yeah, a while. A, there, yeah, there's a lot of stand around time and wait. Um, <laughs> and we did dress warm. At the first night that the team showed up, it was 38 below zero. Yeah, Woo. it was cold. <laughs> so there was some cold time standing at the top of the hill, but uh, Keith and I have talked about it along with uh, Greg Dixon a bunch of times. I mean, our, our shot going down the hill for the telly side was, it's like we showed exactly what we wanted. I mean, I couldn't yeah. be prouder of what we did. We tried to show a range of spectrums, yep. you know, of what Definitely. we Definitely. <laughs> and and I, I think that's also a piece that I don't, I don't think we're totally different than, than all the other countries, but... A lot of times it's it's about on piece groom carving skiing, yeah yeah, like that. yeah. We we've been known to, as the backcountry yeah and yeah. we tried to say well we do that but Us. we also do this and so yeah. we tried to show what would you do in in steep bumps and shoots and you know narrow icy slopes you know here in the east like some yeah. of the I didn't there was some slopes I skied today they were pretty firm I didn't want to <laughs> carve and go too fast I'm sure of that well that's what I was going to ask I was going to ask each of you you know what were some of your thoughts on today just skiing I mean it was pretty great watching I always co- love coming to training and watching the team and it, it, to me it's very impressive watching the team that you put together over the years Mickey because the, the skiing level is amazing when you look across the team but but it's also the education we get into tomorrow it's really cool how the team switches gears and gets into the you know what we're doing with the learning connection model and everything we'll do the next couple of days but I mean what were some of your thoughts today? I mean, on the snow and just the fun out there. Like, well, you know, being a, on a team like these guys too, for two couple terms, and being traveling with yeah. many people and going to events, 
to look up there today, people coming down Superstar on cat track ice. Yeah. You know, I, all of us, you know, and, and every we all have a glitch, right? We're all oh, yeah. not nailing it, right? <laughs> no. I, I, you know, but everybody's coming down and they're moving their feet and they're not totally out of control and not totally drifting for 30 feet, but could keep it all together yeah. all the way on down. On the skis and stuff and bindings and things that we're on, yeah. I tell you, after 34 years, this brings a tear to my heart. Jim Shaw pulls up to me and goes, well, pretty impressive team. I go, yeah, they're skiing on pond ice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they're loving it. Well, well, you know, the thing that was cool is I saw Jim when we went up. We got up top of Superstar, and we went around the back of the little mound there. And we're standing there, and I'm kind of looking. And Jim's over standing by himself looking down Superstar. And he looks over towards me, looks back down Superstar. And I'm like, I start inching toward Jim. All I could think of was last year when you had us go down that. It was oh, a yeah. totally different experience because they had guns on it the last couple yeah. of days yeah. on the top pitch. And it was definitely more fun than we did last year. I think it was last year we went down it. It was all chicken heads and oh, pond rock, ice. <laughs> yeah, rock hard, ejected yeah. snow. You know, and uh, last year was funnier. This year was funner. Yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting to the bottom last year and you were just laughing. You weren't even oh, talking, you just hilarious. laughing. <laughs> it was hilarious. And you're like, well, I did it once. I don't need to go back. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm good. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you see us now and because the jobs are, I was talking about being in resort areas. Yeah. And the resorts that have demo skis and stuff, Telemark takes off, and we have certain hubs. Okay. But ones that don't, don't. And they don't have Telemark skis unless there's locals. But now, as Jim was saying, the changes in Telemark gear yeah. over the years that we discussed a little shortly there. You know, now, 85, 88, 80, you know, you're too fat. Yeah. You know, you need to be on, you know, 72, 76, yeah. 70, that type of thing in order to tip and be able to hold underneath those skis with some metal in the ski. Yeah. You know, so we're Alpine Resort Telemark skiers, but with climate change and everything in the east, I'm still glad I'm skiing. Yeah. And, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, I need to get rid of those 88s. I understand that. <laughs> no, no, just bring them out west. We just bring them out yeah. west. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no so, and Keith, I got to right. say, you were one of the first people. I think you and Karen were the first ones on the team that really jumped like, boom, we're on NTN full on. Yep. And you've been on it the longest. But um, and, and I have to say, man, it's always fun watching you ski. Your skiing has come to a level, obviously, to be on the national team. But I, I love watching it. I was watching Thank it today. And, and it's neat. Because I, I really do. I watch when you're skiing. I think it tra it, it trickles into the team. Yep. You know, watching awesome. your lead change, watching how you're coming down the hill. And Carbon that clean, tight. Carbon the clean, tight. Simultaneous tight. the yeah. whole time down. Yeah, I, th I think I'm it's just cool. It's good that you see that because that's not what it feels like on <laughs> yeah. uh, the pond ice. <laughs> no, it does. I mean, I'm serious. It, it looks it looks awesome. I, I love watching you telly ski. It's amazing. You've always been a great skier, but you have taken the last few years and as you made the team really to a level that's amazing. And um, can you, you know, what are some of the things you were thinking out there on the hill today? I mean, because I know people go, oh, look at you, Roddy, look at you. You go, well, yeah. it still felt weird. But I mean, what were some of the sensations you were having to make that ski do that? So... Uh, uh, through uh, through the racing, it, it really kind of comes from that side, but it's not what people think. You know, in the racing side, it's not about the hard snow. It's about every turn is unique and yeah. variable, and learning how to adapt as you go in a race course is the only option. Yeah. You know, being good on hard snow is not enough. You have to have all the skills, which is kind of where Jim and I come from, uh, you know, the uh, inner ski, the idea that performance is, you know, weather, environment dependent. And so, you you know, having all those tools 
in a race course are necessary to be successful. And one of the key things that I think about when I'm going is the sooner I can engage an edge, whether it's a one degree edge or a lot, it's the more time I have to plan to manage the pressure throughout the turn. And it's like, you know, get them on edge as soon as I can, but not necessarily a big giant edge. And then, okay, what can I do after that? (laughs) You know, you're coming down on the, uh, um, the top part of Superstar, their top pitch of Superstar with a fresh man-made snow that's uh, pretty grippy. You know, I might find myself kind of laying them at a little bit steeper angle and swoop right around. But now we get onto the bottom pitch of Superstar where you can see the Zamboni cat tracks <laughs> and you're going, okay, we're going to engage that edge and kind of just catch it up and be a little lighter and try to be a little more even you know knowing that they're they're i may not have the same hold and just kind of focus on the shaping so it's you know pretty low edge angle but still very early so i have plenty of time to manage yeah. and that's kind of you know as early as i can to manage the energy well so i'm gonna try tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> but and i want to hit you know because we're getting there I, I asked for a half an hour it's awesome that you guys did this because we have busy training been that, and been huh? that long Almost Jeez. half an hour, yeah. It's almost two. It's it's like three two minutes. Days. No, three minutes. So, but um, I want three days. But Mickey, <laughs> I don't know. Let some folks know out there. I think some people are a little nervous sometimes. They switch over from Alpine on the telly, and they get nervous coming to our events. And we 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 definitely have some events built in there for more um, low end yeah. telliers, like the Bretton Woods event that's coming up in January, January twentieth. I think it is yeah. that um, is a beginner telly trees event. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know. I just thought you would maybe give some advice to some of our Alpine crossover that that they don't have to be expert telliers to go to a bunch of our events yeah i mean i think the one thing that's a little different between kind of where we were at rocky mountain training and back here in the east is we soon realized that we need to make topical events and build and develop people like you want to develop all the telemarkers that come on out and so exams weren't important to us you know but hold on to that thought (laughs) so we made we, I, the team at that time, I think you were on it then yep. back in the early days. We made educational topical things and even were front runners. First steeps and trees clinics were made by the Telemark people, you know, yep. not the Alpine. They came on later and sort of snowboard. Um, video ski improvement, the Alpine always did that, but we logged on to that right, really, really well too. And then we have intro events and intermediate events um, to. <laughs> Um, at, at, at intermediate areas too not with a lot of pitch yeah. and things like that and, and you can go in there and, but I think the most unique thing and this is what I hope through unification we still can keep yeah. is we're kind of unique We they allowed us because I had a good game and I'm an educator we can do a level one in any topical event yeah. and that's huge for an organization to say that because if it came down to just doing a, a level one event then geographically there's not enough telemarkers all the way around really to get to that and forward and that sort of thing but if they can get to a telemark event where they know where we are and they're great you know we kind of service a little bit more than a specific topic because we need to do that with low population and be able to give them what their needs are to be able to stay in the organization because of what this certification track is and stuff and that's what i love so that's what our training is going to be about really getting people back to the learning convention model no it's very versatile it's non-linear it's student-centered that's what our guests come in our guests are new instructors 
get those new instructors to learn how to do movement <clears throat> analysis, teach them how to beginner ski and not just slam the leg forward, you know, telemarket, <laughs> but more of an alpine approach where you release everything and slowly do it, start twisting and turning and tilting right away, yep. just like we should do in beginner lessons. You know, that's what our thing's going to uh, uh, surround around. And I think all our events, if you look at them, there's topical things from high-end trees and bumps, uh, video ski analysis, carving, racing, uh, and then our our certification events like uh, all the other regions have. Yep. So I've been very impressed. We have about approximately 40 events, 45. Yep. Cancel maybe 5, 7, 10, 35 go. We see about 300, 250 to 350 people average a year. Not a huge chunk of a pie, but... But a pie just the same. But and pretty it's fun, good. man. It's fun. Yeah. I love you know? doing an event. One of the things I'd like to say about the the level one, the integrated level one, is, you know, it's, you know, we're not just, as ed staff, we spend a lot of effort training and practicing, so we're able to get what we need out of the people that are coming for level one, but also keep the event fun and integrated so you get kind of a mesh between the people that are there to learn and the the people that are there to be certified so you get a kind of a good mesh and it you know it takes it takes some effort to figure yeah. out how to make those two work together you know it's people don't come in as beginners people come in at, at, at our level or just below our level or they could ski everything on the mountain like jay peak and the bumps yeah. and everything yeah. but they want a level one yep Okay, well, you, you got skiing skills. <laughs> you got technical skills. Yeah. Okay, let me work on movement analysis. Let's see how you can break things down, put in parts, make an educational plan. You know, give some feedback to everybody, some guided practice, and you kind of push that together and, you know. Get a little tele-twist yeah. to it. So yeah. they, they make yeah. sure that, you know, because on the Alpine side, we have, you know, five fundamentals, but on the tele, we have that lead change, adding yeah. a sixth fundamental. And, you know, so somebody coming in from an Alpine background needs to integrate that fundamental into their teaching a little bit more and and so so let's finish up and we'll do a round robin what's the one thing in telly sensation wise or the skis or the movement or what do you love when you put your telly gear in because all of us alpine all four of us alpine and do a lot of it so what's the one thing you love when you put your telly gear in what's the one feeling sensation or thing you know you'll be doing that day Want to go first, Mickey? No, Jim. He's been quiet. <laughs> I can easily. Jim's been quiet. I didn't know if Jim was thinking I could th that oh, phase. No, you. I knew the answer. Okay, go ahead, Jim. I'm good. Go ahead. I bet you we all did. Um, you know what I would say is it's it's the softness and the range of motion. Cool. You know, I spend more time on my alpine skis because that's where I make more of my living as an instructor. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite things to say to people is even if you've never had a pair of tele skis on in your entire life. You know, we're going to climb up on top of this table and we're going to jump off onto a concrete floor. You know, do you want alpine boots or tele boots? And even <laughs> the people that have never had tele boots, no. they know the answer to that question. <laughs> I bet mean, I'll have more. The, the boot itself actually flexes, yep. you know, in the, not just in the cuff, but also in the toe and the bellows. And so you know, it's not it's not a lack of performance. It's a it's an increased range of motion that I yeah, have. That allows flexibility. Me to, yeah, flexibility. Yeah. And it's more it's more natural than the movement that I experience in Alpine. That's cool. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll grant people as much as they want. I mean, when you go onto the World Cup and you look at, uh, you know, World Cup Alpine racers, it's like, yeah, they can go faster, they can tip their skis harder, they can do a lot of things. But we get a softness in our skiing and a, and a, 
uh, flow that I, I think is hard to match. Yeah, there's, so that's a, there's the, a dance that I love, even yeah. when I watch it, like watching the team come Johnny down. Johnny song. Yeah, yes, it, it is. It's like a, it's a different, you know, there's power in Alpine skiing. It's amazing to watch, mm-hmm. but when you watch tele skiers come down the hill that are doing it quite well, it's it's pretty to watch. It's it's a flow. That's yeah. what that's what I look forward to when I put my tele boots on is the the uh, softness and the range of motion and movement that I have on my uh, in my body and my gear. So to to build on Jim huh? to go from the technical side to that sensational side. It's like riding your first wave. You drop into that first successful telly turn, and it's like surfing a wave as you come around, and just everything lines up, and you just yeah. uh, slip right through there, and so you get this kind of awe, yeah. and you see it in the students, and yeah. it's just, you know, the flexibility, and then that sensation of naturally being able to roll from one side to the other, where the movements are, the human movements, and the skiing movements work together yeah that's cool. awesome well <laughs> that's a tough act to follow <laughs> but i got something okay <laughs> and almost immediately like all of us did because of who we are and our experiences Corey anderson mm-hmm. uh started the eastern telemark series racing before predated ustsa by a lot highly involved with that raced with a bunch of people had a great time did world cups then Keith came on the scene. Corey Anderson was from Norway, and my son is named after him. And Corey Anderson used to do this. And he had a little video, and he had a little snapshot of himself. He goes, every time you do this, you get something for free. <laughs> so every time you do this, what tech, this is technical, but he was very simple. When yeah. you do that, what happens to your legs and your hips? They twist it. Yeah. So every time you did this to enter the turn... You got a turn, you got a tilt, you got a twist, you got pressure management. So you got everything for free. And he would go around, every time you do this, everything's for free. (laughs) And so that's the same thing as what my two friends just said here, except it came from an old Norwegian. And I go, you know, every time I do that, now we can temporize it. Back in the day with straight skis, it was like this, right? Now we do this, right? (laughs) You know, or this. And when you do that, like you said, it is just, I grew up in, I had 10 years at Alta skiing powder. Yeah, Yeah, he's rubbing it in now. Back in the (laughs) eighties. And it's just like those guys. You tip it, you just sit there and let it ride, and you're walking into every turn. And it's just like, really nothing. I've windsurfed, I've... We've skydived. We've done, but walking into a turn like this, uh, Alpine is like, okay, everybody coming with us, yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah. it's kind of effortless. It's not a lot of muscular, and everything went there, and you get a lot of stuff for free. Cool. Uh, the part, another part to kind of, uh, I really like the fact that it's, you know, not about the more modern MTN equipment. It's not about the old seventy-five mil equipment. It's about the turn itself yeah. and that's kind of the cool part you know whatever gear you want to come out on it's awesome yeah. all for the turn <laughs> yeah. well this has been awesome man thanks for doing it because 
when I get together with and Jim's in the same room and Mickey and, and Keith, yeah. you know, and I finally got the equipment to do it. I wanted to do it here in the road and uh, which Thanks, is awesome. Dave. Hopefully we can. Uh, I want to try tomorrow to do some quick shots, some little fun stuff for the team if we can before we go out for dinner tomorrow night. But we'll see if that. Sometimes that <laughs> always doesn't always work when we get off snow. Yeah, a lot of talking of people on the staff that could have a few. You know, yeah. give them a certain timeline. I just got to give a certain yeah. timeline. Yeah. <laughs> or get a shot color. But it's been Shock great. Color. And uh, thanks out there for Blizzard Technica supporting us, and also Nick's boot fitting and Rollerblade for helping us keep this thing going. And let me tell you, get on some tele gear, borrow some stuff. We all loan it out. Everybody that has it lets people get on it to try to get out there and give it a shot. And um, it is so much fun. Once you get on it, you will want to keep doing it. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, t- we'll definitely talk with these three guys again soon and uh, get Angelo on there. Angelo wanted to be here, but he's stuck down in southwest PA. But you guys will see him at the uh, Telepalooza this weekend. I'm not sure we'll launch this podcast, but it might go out while you guys are down there. at the yep. Keith's yep. going to be down there. Jim's going to be down at the Telepalooza. It's a big event down there, tele event. The 60, season, 70 60, people. 60, 70 people, yep. 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 So that's a real cool one. If you miss it this year, because it's coming up this weekend on the, what is that going to be, the 6th and 7th, and 7th of January, you'll want to do it next year. It's always that first weekend after the first of the year, and it's yep. a great, great event down at Seven Springs. So, but um, thanks, everybody, for listening, and this has been The Fall Line with Chaos and Company.